Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Ladies and gentlemen, and I am Ajalos, here with my trusty Khajiit, Pinello. The little milk drinker is upstairs. You can hear him just going crazy as it is. And, um, oh my goodness, do we have a good show for you today. I'm excited. You should be too. And with me, as always, the man who dresses up as a desert courtesan on the weekends, Avi Optimal. <laughs> Hey everybody! Hey chat room! It's nice to see we got a nice chat room flowing out, nice and early. So hope you all enjoy some thief skill discussion. Mm, mm. I remember the one time Krabby got killed by crabs. That is the leading comment in the chat room right now. That was a good time. That was a good time. <laughs> a good time. Oh yeah! It's like he says, he says jerk, jerk. <laughs> well, chat room, thank you so much for showing up. As always, uh, we got. Quite a few people out there right now, which is fantastic, and we really do appreciate it. a couple returning people, uh, yeah, some of our DCN crew out there as well. So we got fun all over the place planned. But before we do, we need to have a talk, and that talk is about how you can support the Dungeon Crawler Network through our Patreon page on Patreon.com/slash Dungeon Crawler Network. All the people who support us there are wonderful people, fantastic, help keep us the show going, help pay for all the network costs and all of that fun stuff, as well as allowing us to do a bunch of fun things. In the meantime, as you can see, um, recently I've updated all of our um, uh, streaming stuff, our overlays, things like that, and thanks, and that's all thanks to supportive fans like you guys. If you can't support us financially and want to take a cat away from me here's one right now you can have i'll give her away yeah because she's interrupting the show you're interrupting the show <laughs> um you can support us by leaving us a five-star review on itunes that's always helpful checking out our site dungeoncrawlernetwork.com sharing out some of the other content i know the guides we have there are very popular and people like that uh, subscribing to us on YouTube. Just generally, just kind of getting our name out there is always helpful. And we appreciate every single thing you guys do. You guys rock. <laughs> uh, someone in chat room's like, I'll take her. Mitchell, you can have her. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the show notes. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. First off, this week. Patch 2.2.10 dropped, which was an awesome incremental patch. And as soon as I pull up the notes, um, that addresses several gameplay issues, including Battle Spirit and that dreaded camouflaged hunter. Ooh. They've also made a number of fixes to content found in the Orsinium DLC pack, Dungeons, Quest, and more. More. Um, dungeons and group content. I know they fixed an issue with... Uh, 
normal versions of bosses in White Gold Tower and Imperial City Prison because they were occasionally granting less loot than intended when killed. It's never good. More loot was always better. <laughs> JB Snow and Chad. Hey, yeah, we actually have only one open slot right now on the on the show that we are seriously. I have someone who wants to take you. They can have you. Like look, she's she's friendly, she's great. Look at look at that face. Look at that face. Ow. It's just because I'm packed, she bit me. <laughs> oh, you Dominion lover. Stop it. <laughs> um Esteldian is actually away these past two weeks. His uh his his wife is coming home from, from the States and they, they live in the UK. So he took two weeks off for that. And we're looking for a PvP co host. So yeah, that's what we're currently looking for. Alright, you can just sit here on the show. I don't I don't even care. Since she's going to she's going to fight if I don't let her, I might as well just give in. You just cannot win with her. Alright. <laughs> that's actually a good fix to have in here because those if you well we've done those those at least the normal ones you and uh yeah. arc um and myself did these i think we three man both of them yeah, um that's right. I but so. only on normal <laughs> um yeah, it's only on normal and those dungeons were difficult they were like really difficult so i would be i would be upset if i wasn't getting the loot that i was required for killing those <sighs> yeah yep. Yep, yep, definitely yep. agree <laughs> um fixed a couple item sets the parabellum set it fixed an issue with that that was appearing to stack multiple times potentially preventing you from receiving additional buffs and debuffs sometimes good I, sometimes bad i guess i believe that's something you get in the maelstrom arena if i'm correct it's an orsinium set i'm not sure okay. if it comes out of maelstrom or not i think you are right because these seem to be all maelstrom related uh, Master Marina 8, Igneous Cistern, the Infernal Destroyer, Lava Tremor ability will now only strike once, even if all three lines make contact with you. Thank goodness, because that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they fixed an issue with Battle Spirit, health bonus that would not be modified to, um, or increased by other health percentage increases. So that's the, uh, buff you gain when you enter Cyrodiil. I think it's a flat 5k health. Because that's what I get. So okay, yeah, yeah. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah. I don't. I don't enter Cyrodiil too much, but it, that's what it is. Because they were talking about in one of the last patches, it was busted, so like it wasn't applying at all. So they had to do a fix, but the fix wouldn't allow it to be tracked, so you couldn't see when it was actually applied. So th- this, it, you can now see it now, and it does apply correctly. Uh, for Dragon Knights, Fiery Grip, this ability and its morphs can no longer be reflected. And that's pretty awesome. Dual wield fixed an issue where the second dual wield heavy attack was not able to critically hit. I I dual wield, so that actually is pretty pretty uh, important to me. Uh, and finally, camouflaged hunter changed or continued to fix additional issues where this ability could proc multiple times when hitting with dual wield heavy attack. Even though Duel couldn't crit. Uh, we will have this fully addressed in the future. So Camouflage Hunter is still bugged. And that kind of sucks. Uh, I was in PvP the other day. And I got hit by it every three seconds. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like everyone <laughs> and their mother uses it, apparently. 
Um, and I'm sitting there with my evil hunter because I'm a PVE player and evil hunter yeah. just works better for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I still go evil hunter. <laughs> um, there's one more dungeon fix here, Blackheart Haven, which that you would only probably get on a normal pledge because there's not a vet mode of it. The Black Plague ability will now transform anyone wearing a costume into a skeleton as intended. So if you were wearing a costume before, it was broken. There's been several uh, quest and zone fixes as well, so go and check all of that stuff out. Um, one thing in particular that they that they fixed that they added in this patch, which I thought was interesting: combat event combat events that do not involve the player no longer have source unit IDs. Now you know, might not think much about that, but it actually broke a bunch of DPS add-ons. There were many DPS like recount type add-ons um, that would actually show players and, and their abilities, and that broke all of it. Because there was a form post early last week. Um, oh yeah, um, there was a form post early last week that was causing the issue, or someone posted about you got to get rid of this this cheating add-on, whatever whatever it is. It's like there, there's no cheat. No cheat add-on. Ah, as I throw things all over the place. Must hide chat. There okay. we go. Um, <laughs> Back? Yeah, that, that was very weird. I was watching ESO Live a little bit earlier, and all of a sudden it started, the audio started playing again, but I don't have <laughs> ESO Live anywhere playing on my computer. I got very confused. Oh, no, no worries. I had, no to, worries. I had to exit out of all my notes, so uh, <laughs> getting those back up. Mm. Well... It has been kind of controversial. I don't know if you've seen it, or do you listen to any other ESO podcast out there? Because I listen to pretty much all of them because I just do because I like listening to the game. Um, the guys over at why am I drawing a blank? Oh my goodness, Tiso Nation. Thank you. Uh, Tiso Nation had a very lengthy rant about this change because it did break multiple add-ons, and whether or not you are for or against add-ons. Um, this one, I, I can see where some players, now this is, I'm speaking for some other players, not me, and this really only affects PC players, not console anyway. Um, I like recount add-ons because they are helpful in, in hard content to find out, you know, what's going wrong. And these add-ons before would allow you to actually look and go, oh, well, Jealous, you suck because you're only doing heavy attacks and nothing else. That's why your DPS is like 3K. You know, maybe you should try adding a few other things into your into your rotation to try to help out a little bit. Um, but now that's no longer the case. So I know the argument for and against this. Some people are for it because it re supposedly removes the elitist, elitist attitude of people not being able to find out what you're doing and therefore shutting you down, like kicking you out of group because you're only doing 2K DPS. Right. But this really does hurt raid leaders and stuff, Try, especially with a new trial right around the corner, the law of, or uh, jaw of... Jaws of Lorcan. Lorcage. Lorcage. The Khajiit Lorcan. The Khajiit Lorcan. As I looked it up, that is what it means. Seriously? Yes. You, you, no, no, my cat. He started oh, biting cat. my mic. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? Uh, I, I, there are people who want you. <laughs> Not me right now. I'm literally just going to hold you just like this. I don't care I'd if take, you don't like I'd it. I'd take her, but I'd probably start sneezing. Oh, uh, well, she's a real pain in the bum right now. 
aren't you? Aren't you a real pain in the bum? Yeah. <sighs> Bite your face. So that was that was some controversy. If you want to listen to the whole rant, go ahead and listen to that there. I've always, I've not used the particular add-on that they were mentioning. Um, I always just use FTC, so I record my own DPS. But um, I've never used this one. But it's effectively broken now, so it doesn't really matter one way or the other. Okay, yeah, I usually use FTC myself, even though I haven't been using that lately. So I, I I'm actually probably gonna. I use it for scrolling combat text, which I'm probably gonna remove anyway in the future because it's actually find it strip FTC down in this next patch because it's really useful in some cases. I mean, right now. They're, they're putting it in the regular game too, right? Yeah. With, the, with Thieves Guild, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, okay. next patch gets yeah. it. Next patch, yeah. So I don't see a purpose to have it any longer. Like that part. Now, I still like the floating health bars and I like the buff tracking. Until I get that stuff as part of the native game, then I'm going to use it. Um, but I'll probably strip away the combat text and just let the game handle it. If the game can handle it, I'm going to let the game handle it. But otherwise, I'll just use the add-on. Um, but yeah, what are what are your thoughts, Avi? Before I before I move on specifically about the last one with the uh, removal of the source unit IDs, whether or not you thought that was a good idea, bad idea, chat room. You- that, that I got thrown off pretty bad when that whole sound started happening, and I kind of missed half of that conversation. So. Oh okay. Well, my, I, apo- my apologies, please. Yeah, my bad. I, I'm I'm a little lost. Apologies, listeners. That's a <laughs> technical difficulty on my side. No worries. I'll give a brief rundown. Uh, they added a thing um, that removed source IDs, meaning that there was an add-on that would track what you were doing. Like, you and I are in a group. I use heavy attack. It records my combat text going, Azelis uses heavy attack, hits for X damage. Avi uses light attack, hits for X damage. And it would keep both of that. It would read both, okay? And and it would give us our DPS going, Azelis did 1,000 DPS. Oh, okay. Yeah, Avi that, did 900. That doesn't, that doesn't bother me too much. But like you said, I guess I can understand that for trial leaders and for the the maxed out the people who like the maxed out dps and healing going on and since we're having a new trial that is kind of kind of disappointing yeah but personally it does not affect <clears throat> me too much yeah if you're not again if you use these tools in the right way they can be very useful if you use them in a bad way to and i think that's where a lot of people go they they run across a few jerks which to be honest you're not going to get away from Okay, like if you're doing a dungeon and you're wiping on a boss because you're not doing the DPS and the one guy who's the elitist is doing, you know, 30,000 DPS, he knows it's not him. So the shortcoming is coming from somebody else. Right. You know, they're going to figure it out and it's not going to remove the ability for you to get kicked because he'll probably be like, listen, he'll probably post his DPS because it's still possible to post your own. So it'll probably come down to. I'm doing 30,000 DPS. We're still failing. There's a failure in one part. Mm, I wonder who it is, and it's going to point to you. So that's removing this, I feel, is not going to stop the elitism. It's just it's not going to make it as easy. It's just going to be yeah, a bunch of... They're still going to call them out. People will still just call them out oh, on yeah. it instead of it being right in front of everybody's face. So. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. you know They'll post their own DPS and go, okay, I mean, you know, even if you're in a trial group and everyone who does high DPS will post because what do you have to be ashamed of? Exactly. And then those three people who aren't posting, you know, it's like, oh, 
Yeah, they're going to point fingers. It's it's going to become a witch hunt where before it was we know who's the problem. Now it's just going to be everyone's the problem. So, yeah. I don't see how this really helps one way or the other. I, I really don't, but yeah. it is yeah, this it is. is This is why I run dungeons with my friends. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, they actually took down the servers during the week for a hot fix to fix Overload, which is the unlimited power. Unlimited power. Yes. So that very, is now fun, fun so, ultimate. Makes me miss playing a sorcerer. One of I won't lie. I I don't miss playing a sorcerer. I have no, I not like, at all. I don't like it. I don't. I don't know no. why. I just I don't. I don't get it. You play a stamina sorcerer at all? I do have a stamina sorcerer. She's okay, but nothing. Okay. Nothing overly wonderful. <gasps> I see the little Nordling. I see the little Nordling. Are you coming down to hop on the show? Sweet. I do. <laughs> there I we go. Let's, let's, let's get what, see what he has to say about sorcerers. All right. <laughs> what do you think about sorcerers and and the overload? No? What do you think? No? You want to reach for the mic? You're worse than the cat. Ah. <laughs> there went Thais. Hey, buddy. How about we scoot back just an inch? Dark Brotherhood hoodie. Dark Brotherhood hoodie. Yes, baby. Oh, yeah. Thais is on the show. <laughs> In her Dark Brotherhood hoodie. Oh. I figured it would be fitting. Dark Brotherhood's coming soon. Woohoo! Not yet, though. Thieves Guild first. Um, so, yeah, that was fixed because it was apparently broken <laughs> after one of the hot fixes. What? <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and move on to the next little bit of news which is the february crown store updates have hit and the oh, song man. song of the night ensemble so is the still of the north getting that you know that's, that's i think that's a little too much for her but i really do like the mask a, a little too scantily clad a, just a little bit you know it makes me feel like i need to make a red guard all right <laughs> but, but, but I but I like it, you know. I mean, they're they're going really heavy on the female, the female costumes as of late. So yeah, they've done like what six or seven of them so far. Yeah, I think the latest the latest male one they've released is the Nord Hero, which yeah, I just found out is two thousand crowns. So yeah, I don't yeah. think I brought that up last time. That was kind of a shock. I jumped on ESO to go play with you guys earlier this week, and I mm. bought it. I bought it before I even looked at how many crowns it cost me. And now you don't have any crowns for the rest nope. of your ensembles. Exactly. But, but I, I like the outfit, though. He agrees with you. He grunted. So yeah. the little milk drinker thinks that the the costume is too expensive. Don't you? Don't you? As he stares at the screen, not know what's going on. I, w- I think I went on Twitter immediately and was like, what is going on with two... Like, I get the exclusivity feature of it. Okay, I get that. It's like five days, whatever it was. That's fine. And he's playing with his hands. <laughs> um, five days on the thing, but 2,000 crowns. Like, I get it's the hero costume. And, I mean, I'm not complaining to Zoss because this is a good way for them to make money. It's a costume. I'm actually not complaining. I don't mind that it was in there. It's just... I thought it was just, you know, it's making them money, but I feel like they would have sold more if they kept a little higher price, but not quite that high. Because <clears throat> single costumes, 
depending on what they are, roughly what, 400, 4, 500? I think it's 400. Uh, 700. 700 for some. The packs yeah. of like three or 700. Uh, when they have like the packs of three. But I've no, never. That's right. okay. Yeah, I've never seen a costume, a singular costume. That was 2,000 crowns. I would have thought it would have sold better in the 1,000 to 1.2K. I think that would have been more acceptable for a costume. Yeah, I agree. And it's like you said earlier this week when we were talking, it's the same price as the Thieves Guild DLC, which is just kind of, it's kind of strange, you know? It's 2,000 crowns. You can either get this awesome outfit or you can get the Thieves Guild DLC, so... Well, I thought that was kind of strange. I do see it more on the line of about a thousand crowns to twelve hundred, but I need to work out more for this boy. Face, I know you had a question, or you were we were talking about that. You want to get garbed up to hide yourself? That's fine. Um, okay, because Thais actually is here, so she might as well say something as well. Put your hoodie back on. I completely disagree with it being that expensive. There's no need for it to be that expensive. That's just ridiculous. Maybe a thousand, maybe twelve hundred. And and these are these are no. the the Nord Hero, the ones from the cinematic trailer. That's why uh, they're so okay. Well, then, sought a, then, after. then a thousand is is enough. Yeah, two thousand. Well, that's as much as the Thieves Guild DLC, which we found out is going to be two thousand crowns for an entire DLC. For the entire DLC. See now that that's okay. That to me is is a reasonable price for an entire DLC. <laughs> Mr. Baldy. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yeah, I I thought that was a little excessive, and I went on on the social media feed, and I was asking other people, and and I know uh, our buddy Arkanir on in the game was talking about how it just something about it didn't feel right like you've seen it i've seen it i think we come to the conclusion it was the missing fur yeah, like the missing there's no cape well yeah like, like how is there no red cape that was such that was such an iconic part of the cinematic trailer that red cape he was wearing yeah. so yeah I, I thought that was a big thing as soon as that got pointed out i was like oh i don't like it as much anymore well, someone has mentioned that the cape for both the, the Daggerfall guy and the um, High Elf had capes. They're not going to have capes when they come out because they don't do capes in this game for performance reasons. Disappointing. Yeah, I love capes. And, and I'm guessing the Daggerfall one and the Ed Caldmere Dominion one are also going to be about 2,000 crowns because yeah. it's kind of like a three-pack, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they were. You're only going to get these three special cinematics ones, so they're probably all going to go for about 2,000 crowns, which, hey, the Daggerfall one, I guess that's okay, but there's nothing, I don't see anything special about the Dominion one, and that's not even being a Dominion hater. That's just... Oh, no, I agree. It's not... It's just, it's, yeah. Mm, it is they've released it is. other They've released other female, female clothing suits that are cooler than the Aldermary Dominion one. Like all so. the dresses you're currently wearing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my, cor my corset and big boots. My big boots. Sitting there with your big boots. Big boots. <laughs> big boots, big bear, and a baby niche. Speaking of big bear, that's an awesome segue, by the way. They are reskinning another one of the bear mounts, the black bear, which I'm excited about because we actually have a black bear in our, near where I live. Like, I... You, the previous owner has seen it multiple times. I have yet to see it, but apparently he lives in the mountain behind my house. So I'm, I have a black bear, and I'm actually excited about that. I love bla I love bears. Um, we did a stream the other day. He just does not want to stand. He just wants to sit, so he's just going to sit. All right. Want to take him? 
was fun. It was fun. For right now. Um, someone was asking me on the stream, what do you guys feel about them reskinning these things? And I mentioned that it didn't really bother me because all the games do it. Because it's very expensive to create the skeleton, to rig it um, in animation terms and things like that, create the animations from scratch. Yes, he disagrees with me. <laughs> um, to create the animations from scratch and everything like that is very expensive. To, to put a new texture on something is cheap. So, comparatively. I mean, I'm not discounting the work the graphic artists are doing or anything like that. They work very hard. But comparatively, you already have the base structure. It's just easy to slap a new skin on it. And I mean, it's not like it's... It's not like they're taking something and putting 90 different colors on it just for whatever. These are actually legit animals that look the same. Black bears, polar bears, you know. They they exist in nature, so I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, there's not too much difference between a black bear and a brown bear besides the color of its coat and maybe a, a little bit difference in the size. But, yeah. You know, so yeah. just changing the color of it doesn't bother me at all. Even though I do love black bears and polar bears, so I'm, I'm happy to see this. My yeah. bear is a brown bear, and now they've released two more that I like so much more, and I'm like, oh, okay. I might have to go buy me another bear. Gotta buy myself another bear. Yep. Now, this is going to be only available for a limited time between February 18th and 22nd, which is similar to what you know they generally do with these things. Um, they do tend to bring them back after a time, though, so, you know... If you can't afford it now, I'm sure they'll bring it back at some point in the future. Um, following up with that, baby black bear pet. Oh, it's so Aww. cute. Again, this will this will go through the 18th through the 22nd again. So, um, yeah. Next next to the netch, this is probably the the baby bear was probably my favorite my favorite pet. All the special animations that attacking the butterfly as you can see in the picture if you pull it up on the elder if someone pulls it up on the elder scrolls website it's a yeah, it's a really cute little thing i like the the new animations and the new things that they're doing with the pets now right i'm actually gonna pull this up on the screen because i think it's actually really cool so i'm gonna just do that real quick because it's awesome there we go i'm just gonna expand it out just a little bit more yeah, because if you if you've gotten some of the older pets, you know they do kind of just stand around. You know the dogs can get stuck under your feet, and so forth. The new bears actually kind of walk around in circles and will jump up on their two feet and attack a butterfly. And you know they have they have a lot more animations and a lot more things going on. Huma? Yeah, he agrees. He does agree. Huma? Yes. Um, so that that's the baby black bear. He's he's in there now. So um, I next up is the Sigic Domino Pig, which is pretty much the bristle gut but reskinned. I know you can't see right now. I'm gonna turn this off. He's pulling on my cord. <laughs> it's, a, yep. it's a it's a cute pig. I don't think I'd ever want a pig following me around, but I never got my hands on the other pig. I don't think the other pig hit the crown store, did it? It, it was going. It didn't. No, okay, that, that's right. I remember I was I kept trying to get a code, and people kept giving them away on Twitch streams and all that, and I was never fortunate enough to get my hands on one of those pig pigs. So I, what uh, yeah. can you do? Huh? Bye, little milk drinker. Bye, bye. Oh, he waved. He waved. You are so smart. 
You are so smart. Bye. <laughs> Man, he's learning to wave. It's amazing. Uh, next up is the Fiendroth, which kind of looks like a fire beetle. It's on the stream right now, so that's that is kind of reminds kind of reminds me of the Dwimmer spider, but a Daedric beetle. Right. Almost has that same shape. It, it looks cool. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, I uh, I bought the the Mark Arth uh, Bear Dog, and he's awesome looking, and I love him. So he follows me around everywhere. Um, so he's really really cool. I really like him. Like I don't know why. I just I just really really like him. Yeah, he's he's probably the he's the coolest dog that's been put in this game for sure. You know, he's a bear dog, but he does have a very wolf like. He looks very wolfish, and he's from Markarth, which is, you know, my favorite town in Skyrim. So <laughs> it, uh, it definitely gets scary there, at least in Markarth. So you know, <sighs> good old Markarth. Good old Markarth, right? Uh, why is nothing ever working? Oh, no wonder. That's where that's where the river runs in blood and silver. <laughs> i like what you did there i do that's awesome <laughs> all right let's go ahead we're going to move into the next section which is they are ah, thieves guild launch video and new and more details so i'm actually going to play the video right now so just check into the center box here and you should see it here in two seconds as soon as i get the right thing going there we go all right Hi, I'm Rich Lambert, Creative Director at ZMX Online Studios. And I'm excited to reveal more about our third DLC game pack for The Elder Scrolls Online. So guilds have always been an integral part of the, the Elder Scrolls series. And with this DLC, we're introducing one of the favorites, the Thieves Guild. In Oblivion, you became the Grey Fox. In Skyrim, you joined the Nightingales and progressed through the ranks there. And in The Elder Scrolls Online, you get to help shape the future of the Thieves Guild. The Thieves Guild begins in the southernmost tip of Hammerfell in a region known as Hughes Bane. You arrive in a free port called Avaz Landing. When you arrive there, you stumble upon a guild that's just in, in total disarray. Their last heist went horrifically wrong and the guild is facing this dire fate, and it's up to you to save them from this moment. Thematically, the Thieves' Guild is all about, you know, sneak thievery, skulking in the shadows, stealing, pillaging, those kinds of things. And while you're progressing through the storyline, you're, you're rebuilding the guild and restoring its honor. This DLC is all about thievery, and we really wanted to theme the new skills and the skill line to help make you a better thief. So you're going to be exploring Hughesbane, meeting new characters, sneaking along rooftops, stealing in the shadows, and recovering lost treasures. In addition to the main story, playing the Thieves Guild goes beyond Hughesbane by introducing quests all across Tamriel. These quests leverage the justice system and the outlaw refuges you know and love. It all ties together and makes it a really good time to be a thief. The new group content is exciting because it's the first time we've been able to take all of the lessons learned from previous trials 
add that with all of the lessons learned in the new dungeons we've built and put them together to come up with some really cool, really engaging encounters. We're bringing awesome new items to ESO, and you're going to be able to earn those through various activities. Daily heists, participating in the trial, completing quests, and of course there's going to be tons of new items in the Crown Store. But this is only the beginning. We'll be going into a lot more detail soon on social media and on the ESO website, so stay tuned. go awesome yeah um that looked pretty sweet not gonna lie um if you're not watching us uh live on youtube here or uh you know watching it afterwards on youtube uh, we just showed the video with rich lambert creative director as he went over the gave us a brief summary of the thieves guild and we also got a launch date for that too which is march March 7th, I believe it is, correct? Am yeah, I... March 7th, 2016. For the Xbox, Xbox, it's March 22nd. And the PS4 is March 23rd. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. The, the, the video is very awesome, you know. It's awesome that we're going to get to kind of see the beginning makings of the Thieves Guild. And, you know, it's kind of a failing Thieves Guild, kind of like it was in Skyrim during the fourth era. So, you know, it's kind of like... The fourth era, it was all just—it was kind of destroyed. In the beginning, it was destroyed. So, it was more of a popular living thing, more in the middle, you know, third era. And I'm excited to see how we rebuild it and how it ends up being. Uh, they show a lot of cool traps, mm-hmm. and the cool places that we're gonna get to go and see, which I thought made me excited. And more use for the outlaw refugees, which I think is really cool, because all these outlaw refugees are beautiful in the way they look you go in them but there's really not much to do there's two fences one guy selling stuff that you could find anywhere across tamriel so i hope they really add a lot more stuff that we can do in the, the outlaw refugees so and i actually yeah i actually just had to look this up because i was um trying to remember because at the time of this all the guilds are very new. Like, I know when the game first came out, there was a lot of um, speculation on whether or not the guilds even existed at this point in time. Um, because it was the Guilds Act, which was an imperial uh, legislation, um, which was actually passed by, and this is what I had to look up just two seconds ago because I wasn't really sure who passed it, but it was uh, the potentate, uh, Verdesu uh, Shea which was the previous interim between the fall of the Raymond dynasty and the rise of Tiber Septum, um, as well as it was the assassination of this potentate, an Akaviri potentate, that caused the interregnum, which is the period we're in now. But guilds were not actually legalized up until this point. Um, so these things... Um, 
didn't didn't i wasn't sure if it would even exist at the time that's why when the game was first released people were asking like what are we gonna do about the mages guild where are we gonna do about all these different things do they even exist um, yeah the mage i know the mages guild existed because Vanis galarian formed it and uh yeah but the thieves guild was the biggest one talked about i know the dark brotherhood i feel like was just starting if i'm not if i'm correct and during the thing that you're talking about, the treaty, they actually didn't get accepted as a guild. Yeah. Because because of the because, because of, of what they were, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was uh, the Guild Act became an official le- legalization in Second Era, year three twenty one. We are year three fifty two, I think. Okay. Okay. So we're only like thirty years ahead of when this actually passed. And actually, we're only a couple years ahead of when the potentate, um, Verdesu, um Shea, was actually killed uh, by Morig Tong, I believe. So, I, I had to check on this because I wasn't really sure, like, how they were going to do some of these things. I know, for one, the Mages College in Winterhold isn't created at that point. Like, it, it, I think it's still being built at this time so i believe it comes around in the next 20 or so years so if i'm correct yeah. very very soon very soon yeah all right well let's go ahead and let's talk about this a little bit first off let's go ahead and talk about the price details for anyone who is curious about this um just like all the other dlcs thieves guild comes in two parts the dlc game back and the base game so base game is for everybody dlcs afterwards dlc is always available with an ESO Plus subscription. If you're not an ESO Plus member, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, um, Thieves Guild is 2,000 crowns. Right. Um, which is... I think it's the cheapest DLC price. they've done. No, Imperial City was 2,000. Was or was it 2.5? Good question. I'm always I'm an ESO sure. Plus subscriber, so I never buy yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> same here. I've never had to buy one besides uh, Orsinium. Which I believe was three thousand. Was it? Yeah. Well, yeah. We're saying it was three thousand, but they had 3, a, 000. they had a, a special. But they actually have a collector's edition bundle, which is available in the Crown Store, um, just like they did with Orsinian, which I actually like that they do this. Um, the Thieves Guild Collector's Edition has five Crown Experience Scrolls, the pack itself. Uh, the camel mount, the hammerfell camel mount, and the kindle spit dragon frog for 4,000 crowds. Camel mounts. <laughs> camel. I, I, I think it's hilarious seeing, thinking of a camel running at full speed. I saw, the, uh, I saw the little pet on ESO Live, and the pet looks amazing. Yeah. And it's yeah. really cool. I'll probably get him. I think he's hop, cute. Kind of hops around. They say they have a lot of uh, flying, flying creatures that attack you and the new thieves guild dlc area so that's pretty cool i like that i i believe it i believe yeah. it so i just we could run we could run away on our camels <laughs> right oh my um I, i'm i'm excited i'm just yeah, super excited for it so the four thousand crowns is pretty good because i'm guessing the camel's probably going to go for about as much as a bear and the pet somewhere between probably one of the more expensive pets so i'm guessing maybe 500 it's a good deal it really is if you're if you're looking to get it it's a very good deal because 
like you said, the the mount will probably go somewhere in the twelve hundred crown range. That's just what I'm expecting. I, that's what I'm expecting. So we're twelve hundred to two thousand. I can't expect more than that because it's not. It's a camel. It's not one of the senshi tigers. It's not a bear. Exactly. It's a camel. Uh, the pet will probably be four to seven hundred, and then you got your extra thousand from the crowns. I mean, if you buy each one separately, you're probably spending like seven thousand or so. So it's 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 a deal. So. And the experience scrolls are very helpful. You know, use the experience scrolls while you're leveling up and questing through this new zone because, hey, the faster you get your character to VR 16, the more champion points you're going to be given to you when it gets removed during the Dark Brotherhood. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um, so this is all taking place in the southern peninsula of Hammerfell, called Hughes Bane. Um, home of Abba's Landing, which we had talked about in previous episodes. Like, we weren't sure exactly where Abba's Landing came into this, because we've seen it, but we've not seen Hughes Bane. Yeah, it's the major It's the major city in Hughes Bane. And according to ESO Live, it is one of the only cities in Hughes Bane. Well, I believe that, because I, don't, I was watching ESO Live, and... I'm not going to get on the community for one thing, but a lot of the remarks about the community from the community was like, wow, the zone's actually rather small. Um, from the look of it, it's only slightly bigger than the starting islands, like Bleak Rock, Canarthi's Roost, things like that. It's not very big because it's just the peninsula part. It's not very big. Oh. But we kind of yeah. knew that before. They they said Orsinium that. would be... The Thieves' Guild was going to be more indicative of... All the patches going forward. Orsinium they had worked on prior to the buy-to-play conversion. Like, they had been working on it for a long time. So it was naturally bigger. Um, when they switched to the three-month cadence with the buy-to-play, it, the DLCs will get smaller, and, and this is more indicative of what we'll see in the future. Dark Brotherhood will probably be of similar size. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um... It's all right with me, and also this new uh, this new DLC is getting spreaded out through all of the all of the old areas that we've been to. So, and that's that's I'm glad you talked about that because that's one thing that I know you can bring a lot. You don't have to add a lot into the game. I mean, there's still a lot of Tamriel left to it for us to explore, but you don't have to give huge swaths at a time. Just give us reasons to go back to old zones because this is Tamriel. I love Tamriel. That's why I'm here, right? Like, I want I want a reason to go back to Mournhold Besides to pick up the quest. I want a reason to go back to... Go back to the Rift with Besides Crafting. Yeah, like, the, the only yeah. zones I actually go to in the Ebonheart Pact anymore is uh, Deshaun to go to Mournhold to get my pledges, and the Rift whenever I have to craft a new... Um, um, Hunding's Rage piece or something like that because right. that's what I do the most of um, and even like the Law of Julianos is now in Rothgar so my Magicka build I go there so I think uh, I go to Shadowfen for the uh, Magus set but I hate Shadowfen I don't really want to go back there but <laughs> yeah I want to go back to East March you know I miss Windhelm so let's get me back let's get me back to Windhelm guys and, and do with some, do some heist and with the heist, heist, heist. Uh, all I'm thinking about is the when they were making fun of uh, 
Fast and Furious on on Family Guy or American Dad. I can't remember which one it was. And they're like heist and their arm wrestling and their muscles are <laughs> popping out. And that's all I'm thinking about. That's originally was in my head, and I went with a different title for the episode. But I was going to go heist, heist, but no one would have got it. I don't think. Uh yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is. I'm I'm glad that they're. It's not just going to be in Abba's Landing and and Hughes Bane. It's it's going to start there. But we're going to have reasons to go out and utilize the old content of the outlaw refugees. Refu- refugees. 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 Two different words there. Um, Which I'm guessing they're going to do with the Dark Brotherhood, too, with assassinations. Yeah. I would imagine that completely. Like, we'll be going all over Tamriel to do the assassination quest. Um and we're going to talk more about some of those other things like that they portray there. I'm just going to head down the list here, and we'll we'll talk about those other things. But I'm excited for Heist. They look sick. They look really sick. You saw them on ESO Live, didn't you? I haven't. Oh, I, 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 I told you I only got halfway through it, and then we had to start the we had to start the episode. So it's still going to be a surprise to me. Oh, I've oh. only heard good things though on Twitter though. Oh, I've only heard dude. heard oh. good things. Oh, dude, I don't even play sneaky characters, and I think it's freaking awesome. Like, like, oh, I, your react your reaction makes me very excited. Oh, dude, it looks oh, like fun yeah. gameplay. I'm not gonna lie, and I don't good. even play thieves. <laughs> good. That's what I want, you know. Something you can do with a friend, you can do by yourself. Mm-hmm. No, that's what this game needs more of. So we'll we'll talk about it, and I wish I had time to look for it, but I would need to, to because I would love to play the video again. But we'll, we'll get to that. Um, challenging new twelve-player trial: the Mall of Lorcage uh, from the Kijiti. Uh, I'm excited because this is the first ESO trial in a long time, but it's also the first trial that has both a normal and a veteran mode. Okay. Oh, that's true. Leaderboards as well. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. There's a couple things I want to talk about this, and this is actually really neat. Um, and I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to separate. I, I honestly believe that... This is going to separate out PvP and PvE players by a good bit. It, it all depends on how these bonuses work out. But we'll, normal mode can be done, I think, almost like from level 10 to VR 16. Like It can be done at any level, and it scales to the group. Veteran mode, I believe, is only VR 1 to VR 16, with VR 16 being the only one that counts for leaderboards. Acceptable. Does it scale to the group leader? Yes. Okay. Yeah, be group leader. Okay. Um, But it's apparently insanely difficult. Grants powerful new items and item sets of Tamble through the trial or through the weekly trial leaderboard. The reason why I wanted to mention this is because some of these sets have, they're neat how they work. They have different set bonuses that are fairly unique. One, their five-set bonus is actually based off of group play, such as gaining a damage boost when you use a synergy. Okay, Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. And they also have a three-set bonus that gives a flat damage percent. I think when they talked on ESO Live, it was 5% to bosses. That includes world bosses, dungeon bosses, trial bosses... 
That's amazing. I know, right? That is amazing. Yeah, like in the, these sets. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have multiple sets I'm holding now, man. Uh, <laughs> this is great. I, I honestly think with these flat bonuses, it in at least in the PvE side of things, it's probably going to push sets like Hunding's Rage and, you know, like the meta sets that are currently being used out the window. Because if it's a flat 5% damage bonus to bosses, who wouldn't want that? And it's like a procable, like anytime you use a synergy, you gain like, I don't know, another 5 or 10% damage bonus for several seconds. Oh, yeah. Unless you're just questing by yourself. You know, well, yeah. The, these, all these sets would work in a group. That's what they're designed to be in for groups. So, yeah, you wouldn't you wear this set while you're out playing with by yourself or whatever like that or, or solo questing. But it's meant to be done in groups. Dungeons, um, maybe if you're running a delve with a friend. World bosses in Rothgar because they're doing world bosses in... in, in Hughes Bane, similarly, they're going to be difficult. They're not just going to be, you can push them over. And, right. and of course, Trials. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm overly excited for this. That's perfect. That's just what this game needs. So. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm so excited to get my hands on these during the PTS to try to test them and checking out like all the guys on Tamriel Foundry and seeing what they're saying. It, it, it's going to be neat. It's going to be really neat. Of course, they added a new passive skill line um, that's exclusive to the Thieves Guild. Here's something that's interesting. This is the first time a skill line has been locked behind a a DLC. Right, which is why I said last time that's why I believe it's all passives. It, well, it is all passives. But one thing that's kind of interesting is if you're like you're an ESO Plus, you didn't buy it, and you gain the skill line, and then you... So stop your ESO plus, but don't buy it. You don't actually lose the skill. You just can't advance it any further. Oh, okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you haven't lost progress. You just can't advance and you can utilize what you've already done. You just can't advance it past where it's at. Um, so if you advance it all the way and then you get rid of the DLC, you still have all of your progress. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And, and we'll go over more of this in the future, but, you know, most of the passives here are just things like, uh, one of them is, like, I like uh, being able to have a guard, clemency, I think it is what it's called, a guard will let you go, like, once every day or something like that, like, they will, they'll just be like, yeah, just get out of here kind of deal. Um, yeah, like a, like a persuasion passive. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, and they go on to say there's new story content, um, as well as they're emphasizing revisiting previous areas of Tamriel, which is I'm completely for. Uh, new larceny system that includes repeatable activities such as heist, 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 yes. pickpocketing, stealing, and more. Guild job quest um, will be available in the, in the in the in the in the thieves guild and. The neat part about all this stuff is they'll include you doing, just like in Skyrim when you did the Thieves Guild, you could get those radiant quests to earn extra money that would have you go out and pickpocket, unlocking safe boxes, all those different things, you know, like forging ledgers and things like that. All that's going to be available, all right? Then, of course, we got Heist Quest, which is awesome because... 
let, let me just read the description of what a heist is. Thieves Guild heists require sneaking, avoiding traps, and getting in and out of special instanced heist areas with your prize. Uh, Earn special bonuses for completing heists undetected and within the time limit. So there's a time limit, but the neat thing is, like, it's kind of like, I don't, I'm trying to think of a game, have you ever played Thief? The game Thief, like, long ago? Okay. No, I haven't. This is a pure stealth game, okay? Like, I don't know if there's going to be ways for you to actually get in, but there are games like that that encourage that type of stealth gameplay. Not, like, modern games like uh, Assassin's Creed. Like, in Assassin's Creed, they always gave you multiple ways to to complete the objective. You could go super stealthy. You could go in guns a-blazing. Whatever you needed to do, right? These things have to be done stealthily. It's kind of like a Metal Gear Solid kind of deal, like the early Metal Gear Solid where you couldn't be detected or you fail. Um, okay. But in some of the videos, it's so cool because, like, you're running around. Like, they were showing one, like, you're going through a sewer, and there's these people who walk around, and they have an ability called clairvoyance, and it's a big blue circle around them, okay? So you can see where they are. That's their detection field, right? And you have to avoid it. So, you like, you are parkouring off walls hiding in stuff and in one scene they're like you use the environment to hide because they were in a narrow hallway there was nowhere for the like the whole circle encompassed the entire hallway you would have been detected so the guy runs over behind barrels and jumps inside a basket and pulls the lid down over top of his head to hide as the guy passes by really <laughs> yeah oh my goodness yeah. okay that is amazing i told you you'd be excited that man I'm, I'm sure there's probably similar things like like these stealth games this is built as a stealth activity so you'll be hiding in baskets and and probably using non-combat types of i'm assuming there will be some maybe like a synergy like you can sneak up behind a guard and knock them out because you can't kill them because you know hey they can't be found but that would those type of activities require you to go in steal something and get out undetected this is awesome. So it's like completely stealth gameplay. So if you are a stealth lover who likes to, you know, who likes to actually play the game and be like a stealthy type character, this is for you. This is for all the Khajiit lovers mm. out here. Khajiit mm, mm, yes. mm. is innocent of this crime. Khajiits um, like to sneak. Right, and then of course there's uh, reacquisition quests for you to steal things back, um, as well as killing group bosses and delves to complete those. So it's kind of like one of those things where they're going to uh, use um, quests to go out and kill delves going, hey, so-and-so in X delve stole something from us, go steal it back. So you got to go kill them, get it back, it's standard kill quest. But, you know, still cool. Cool, yeah, definitely. Uh, two new delves, uh, Barra's Gloom and Shark Teeth Grotto, featuring all new challenges and awards. Two new formable world bosses. Yeah, as you can tell, the zone's much smaller. It only has two delves, two world bosses. Um, and we already talked about powerful new gear, unique crafting styles, and other awards inspired by the Thieves Guild. Four item sets that grant unique group-based PvE bonuses available in the more of Mall of Lorcage. And as weekly trial leaderboards, there's one heavy, one medium, and two light uh, sets available. So, you know, it's probably one tank set in heavy, one melee DPS set in leather or medium, 
and then a healer and a and a uh, caster DPS set. Yeah, so definitely. That's why there's two. Um, two of the sets are available in Hughes Bane, and there's three new crafting set craftable sets. So that's exciting. Very cool. Um, they're releasing the outlaw crafting style. I don't know what that is, but hey, that's awesome. The outlaw crafting style, maybe yeah. more of just like the original Thieves Guild style armor. I know they said that they're giving a costume as soon as you join the Thieves Guild that looks very similar to the costume that you get in like Skyrim and Oblivion, sort of mm-hmm. the the dark brown with the the dark brown leather style, which is pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. No, I've seen. I've seen. Like they even in the in the in the videos of ESO Live, they were running around in a costume that you apparently get. Um, yeah. Just for joining. Just for joining, yeah. That you can run around. So it's just a costume, more or less. But that's still cool. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. Um, a, a free costume that's not in the crown store. Yeah, I, right. That's... I, I approve. Oh, I agree. I approve of this as well. I like when things are available um, in in the game, not through Definitely. your wallet. Like, I mean, yeah, I know that's how they support, but it'd be nice if they did a mixture of the both. I can support this. I like it. Uh, ooh, this is actually kind of interesting. They're adding assistance, non-combat followers that you can summon to provide a service. Uh, yeah, yeah, like you'll actually... During the quest, you'll be able to um, get assistance. Like if you stole something, they they use this as an example. You stole something that you don't want to lose. Okay, like um, I don't know. Just you can actually summon one of these guys, and they'll run to you, and you can sell it to them for a fee. So yeah, there's it's like, a, it's like a fence on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Except they take a little, they take a little bigger of a cut. Yeah, I think it. Well, I don't know, thirty-five percent or something like that. I yeah, remember. something like that. Yeah. Um, but even so, it's a neat feature to have. And another item that they're actually dropping that you can actually get from quests and things like that is a, um, a, a consumable item that actually removes gold bounty. So like, um. They showed two, a blue one that you can consume to remove 500 gold from your bounty and like a purple one that removed like 2,000 gold. So if you get caught, you can use it and it removes your bounty for you. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, So that's pretty much the Thieves Guild in a nutshell. Pretty much what we got right there. Um, The Thieves Guild base game patch, of course, is a 64-bit client now, which I'm excited about. Um, improvements to grouping, including incentives and the ability to queue up via the group finder with friends and guild members, regardless of alliance. Yay! I'm really excited about that. Now we'll actually get to run with most of the people who who run in the Dungeon uh, Crawler Network Guild. So, hey, that's always exciting. Definitely, we just did a little event a couple days a couple days ago, and there are some people who are a little bit left out because they couldn't. Right. They kind of jump in and join us. So doing group ones and dungeons, which is actually going to be pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I cannot wait. I hope it actually goes over towards trials too. I don't know if it will, but I really hope it does. Be nice. It would be very nice. Um, cause I know 
one of our Patreon supporters, Single Malt, was asking that. Like, does this go over towards trials? I'm like, as soon as it's in the PTS, I'm going to try to find out because that'd be great to know. But, um, yeah, I hope so. Uh, they're inducing uh, scrolling combat text, which is pretty important. Not really. If you like it, it's great. I like it. A lot of MMO players like it. Console players will now finally get it because they don't have yeah. access to add-ons. Yeah, it's very, good, very good for console players. Exactly. Um, more improvements uh, to combat gameplay and Cyrodiil and all of its campaigns. Um, the thing we talked about before, access to any of the Alliance content when you reach veteran rank one. So it's no longer split out to silver and gold. It's, it might still be silver and gold, but you no longer have to go silver to gold. You can go gold to silver, however you want. Um, again, more prioritization of animations during combat. I really want to see how this affects, um, animation canceling. Like, it'd be interesting to test in the PTS. Yeah. This is one of the first things I'm hopping on and looking at because, I know they said it's not going to affect, but I don't know how it couldn't. Like, the whole idea of animation canceling is to get rid of the wait time of an, of an animation. Like, so you go through it. But when they're prioritizing, meaning that you're not going to be able to interrupt it, at least for the main part that does the damage, how is that going to work? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You know, like, I'm fine if they remove animation canceling. I mean, it, they're going to have to probably do a little bit of rebalance across the board because it's only possible to hit those really high numbers with animation canceling. So some of these dungeons might be impossible to beat going forward with that amount, but we'll have to wait and see. But uh, as soon as this was posting, I know a bunch of people were like, are are you are you getting revamination? And they're like, no, no, it's still there. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't know. I don't know about yeah. that one. Uh, improved fa- facial animations for Mac. If you're still playing on a Mac, I don't even know anyone who owns a Mac other than people who actually do uh, graphic design. So <laughs> yeah, grats. If you're yeah. playing on a Mac, I guess. Um, Six new item sets that will be available in the Alliance War leaderboards and rewards of the worthy males. That's always exciting. Six new crafting styles. Uh, three new Alliance motifs found in Chest in Cyrodiil and the Imperial City. So guess who's going to be out in Delves like crazy? This guy. I'll, I'll, join, I'll join you for some of those. Yeah. I mind getting some. Uh, the Malakath set received from Orsinium Daily World Bosses. So, a reason to go back and continue doing Orsinium Daily World Bosses. The Soul Shriven set, which will be completed for Cadwell's Silver Quest, automatically granted those who already have the quest completed. So, yay. Yeah. Um, and the Trinimax set, which is also received from Orsinium Dailies. I think the Malakath and Trinimax sets were drop sets in Orsinium. So yeah, yeah. now they they're going. So like, if you found like Trinimax Valor, that's the, one of the the sets I'm looking for that drops from the. Uh, I believe you get you get it from prizes from completing the dailies. Right. They come in special. They come in special styles. So, hmm. very cool. Right. I I remember I remember that one. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, that's about it. So, and of course, it's going to come on the PTS apparently next week next week but not monday or tuesday 
They said not Monday, not or, Monday Tuesday. or Tuesday. Not Monday or okay. Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That is uh, the ESO Live. Everything we learned about Thieves Guild. Guys, it's time for Tales. Yay, Avi. Tales. Avi. I actually, I actually have a little bit. All right. <laughs> yeah, cause, because you guys got me back in the game. Good. You your life, when you did your live stream, and I had a lot of fun. I went, I joined the Wings of Fate Guild, and we went and killed some world bosses in Orsinium. Mm-hmm. Had Krabby there. We had Ark there. You were there. Mm-hmm. Who else was there? There's a few other people there. There were like six or seven of us, I think. Yeah, uh, we, we, had a, we had a nice group. Uh, Nerevar Telvani from yep, Nerevar El- the Elsh Goes Off the Record Guild was there. Uh, uh, my, my old guild master from ESOTR Meridia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah very cool. Oh, absolutely. It's... Um, I can't exactly remember the three bosses we ran. We killed the, the ogre. We did the dolmen. the dolmen. We did the mad ogre. And we did uh, the one Dwemer, Nizzle, n- n- I don't know. I can never yeah, pronounce yes, Dwemer. the Dwemer one. The Dwemer one. The Dwemer one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was a lot of fun. I also bought the Nord the Nord outfit, and I think we had me, you, and Krabby all running around in it for yeah, a little did. bit. So that, yeah, we did. You know, that, was, that was pretty cool, you know? We were all representing the Ebonheart pack, so. Well, what else would we be doing? Yeah, course <laughs> and like and like i said earlier you know i bought it i saw it i went yes i bought it and then all of a sudden i, th- I think it was crabby it was like yeah two thousand crowns and i was like hold on i just spent two thousand crowns I, was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I did not even notice that yeah and, yeah uh, a little shocking but it's 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 really cool the helmet is one of a kind so all they need to do is add the capes Mm. And I think that'd be that'd make it tops. I'd be pretty excited for capes, period, because I oh, love capes. Too. So. Hey, that's cloaks are one of Skyrim's most downloaded mods. Just throw, oh, yeah. just, or add-ons. Just throw that out there right now. You know, it's people love cloaks, so uh, I'm all about them. <laughs> as much as I would love it, I know they won't because they're having so many yeah. issues with Cyrodiil, and it's, no, it, it's it would cause one more thing to to load. It's understandable. I just, I don't know why they, see, this is something where I'm always like, why don't you just, when you enter Cyrodiil, remove it. You know what I mean? Not like remove the cloak, but just remove the the thing. Like you can go in and when you're in Cyrodiil, it automatically removes everyone's cloaks. Or even if they just added cloaks for these three costumes that are coming out because, you know, make them worth the 2,000 Yeah. I mean, for performance wise, just don't render them on Cyrodiil. Cyrodiil is its own instance you could just not render it in Cyrodiil, so when you zone into Cyrodiil, your cloak is... I mean, you're wearing it, but it doesn't render, so it's not causing any issues. I don't i don't know why they don't do that. I know they're... Much work, I guess. I guess. I don't yeah. know. I would love it. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's, really been, that's really been my week, though, in, the, in, Tales, in, uh, in Elder Scrolls Online. You know, besides that, I kind of got wrapped up in the witcher thanks to you and wicked wolf and all of you guys yeah that's what, that's what's playing it too so now i'm i'm out of the dragon age world and into the witcher world and waiting for that tax return to come so i can go buy me a new computer and uh, <laughs> well at least you get to do something fun with your tax return like a new computer i gotta put a roof on my house so yeah i'm still i'm still fortunate enough to be able to enjoy those while it lasts yeah so. i gotta be an adult with mine yeah, I'm, 
I don't want to do that. Hey, my new house got me good internet. I'm excited. And I mean, I'm in my my little den right now. I got my little got stove. Yeah. I got my wood paneling, which I don't like, and I got to rip out and put drywall on. But <laughs> I'd love to go get a new house or hey, even a nice new apartment or something. But thanks to good old California, where everything costs a uh, you got to sell your soul to buy something. Eh. Yeah, right. No, no thanks. <laughs> I hear you. I'll boxes. wait till I move. Yeah. Well, but how uh, about you? What you been, uh, what, what have you been up to? I've actually played a little bit more than I had. Like I've been getting back into it fairly heavily when I have time. So in the evenings and early mornings, because I want to spend time with my son, which he was down here on the episode, which you guys probably saw. I should put him in here somewhere, like the little milk drinker, and just turn it on for when he's here. <laughs> that'd be cool i actually think i'm gonna do that little milk drinker next time that way like it's my camera but it's down on one of the other windows like focused on him i'm gonna do that just thought about it now i'm like i could just make him <laughs> officially in here um just turn it on when he's here um but i leveled my khajiit dragon knight to level 42 so i got eight more levels to veteran rank um and uh, i think most of it I really should probably do that this week. It's just I haven't been playing her, and I'll get to why I haven't been playing her because I've been focusing on something else. Um, but I got her level 42. I'm almost out of quest in... in. Well, I guess I'm not. But when I was playing her, I was always playing her during streams, and it was too much. Like, some of the quests actually required me to think. Um and yeah, thinking's not there. a problem, but trying to run the show and figure out the quest at the same time was just, like, nah, I, I just need to smack stuff. That's why I'm doing it. No, I, I, I've been there. The, when I started streaming on Twitch those couple times and I had people come in, I was like, I'm really trying to enjoy these quests, but you know what? I can't do that right now. Let's just go run some delves. and Yeah, let's do some something a little easier than this. Yeah. I just smack things in the face. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I kind of left her off there and I don't think I'm done with Orsinium. Like I haven't advanced the, I, I'm on the part where you have to convince the clans. Um, I haven't been following the story. I've just been clicking through it cause I don't want to ruin it for myself or when I go through it on my main, which is where I'll sit down and actually listen and do everything. But, um, I'm on that part. I just don't remember where I was left off, but I know I've cleared almost all the outlier quests. So I'm I'm nearing that point where it's like, well, now it's either do this or go back to the old zones. Um, but I actually where still... is she at? Where is she at right now in a uh, regular content? Well, at forty. Well, the thing is, I think I let I think I left her off in Shadowfen. Ugh. I believe it's Shadowfen, or maybe it's um, uh, East March. But the thing is, I was in East March. I think I'm in East March, and then. Rothgar came out, and I was like, well, why not? And I gained, like, six levels in Rothgar just doing that stuff. So I don't I don't know where the, the split happened. Like, I don't know where... See, I'm so far... I don't remember where she is in, in the other zones, so it's like... Mm. Yeah. Um, but I actually haven't done any of the Fighter's Guild, our Mage's Guild, our main story, so I actually think I might just see if I can get the remaining eight levels from those. That's a good idea. I don't. I don't know how many quests is that. You get one like every what five levels? One. Yeah, one. I think they have one for every zone. So there's five zones. Five zones. The ten quests. Fifteen quests. It'll be fifteen quests, and uh, that probably wouldn't be enough for eight levels. 
you know, Estelle hasn't even done the Thieves Guild or Fighters Guild, or not Thieves Guild, the Mages Guild or Fighters Guild yet. Yeah. She's VR 16. Wow. Get <laughs> I better get on that. Get those rewards then. Oh yeah. Oh exactly. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I like. I'm just kind of. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I was gonna do those. I was thinking about that, but I'm like, it's probably not gonna get me enough to get to the net. You know, to fifty. And the problem is, if you don't do like you, you're kind of stuck doing everything. I think. Well, at least you are in silver before you can move on. I actually think I could just do rift, the rift, and it would port me over to um, cold harbor. But the rift ends at forty two, so I'm already like all the quests are gray there, right? I'm not going to get much experience. I'll be spending a lot of time there for no benefit, really. It, I guess the skill points or whatnot, but I'm not. Yeah, cra- all you have to, all you have to do is get to cold harbor. Because once you get to Cold Harbor, then you just got to finish up the main quest, and then you'll get put into Silver. I'm not even worried about getting to Silver. I'm just worried about getting to Veteran Rank. So that way she's, you know, ready to roll at that point. Yeah, you know? I'm just saying because Cold Harbor has the more higher higher yeah. level stuff, so it might, you might get more experience there. It might almost be easier just to run Circles and Delves in Cyrodiil. Go to, Probably. like, Quickwater or something like that and just run the Gauntlet. Probably. Because you can run the Gauntlet and hit two bosses, two world bosses or delve bosses, and then lots of mobs along the way. And it's constant because it's a big enough delve that you can make the rounds and the bosses will be up by the time you jump back down. How much experience do those uh, Rothgar dailies give? Do you know? Pretty good? It's nothing nothing to write home about, but it's not bad. I mean, it's not like, oh my goodness, I gained half a level. It's a standard quest. I mean, we knocked out three of those in an yeah. hour, plus all the killing of everything we had to do, too. That probably wasn't too bad of experience if you were on one of your lower-level characters. Oh, yeah, it's definitely not bad. It's definitely not bad. But, I don't know, that's where I am with her. But I haven't really been playing her too much, because I've been focusing on my main. I've been doing a lot of Cyrodiil. A lot of Cyrodiil. Um, and by a lot of Cyrodiil, I mean the past two nights, it's been nothing but Cyrodiil, because I've been trying to... Um, get caltrops. Oh, that's a good old caltrops. Yeah, because right. my DPS is, like I said, somewhere in the 12 to 14k, and caltrops apparently is 4k DPS just by itself, so maybe that's where I'm missing to get up near that 20 range, because um, I just don't have it. Uh, but I live-streamed some gameplay uh, the other week, when I, I or the other day, I just posted on Twitter what would people want me to see, and it was overwhelmingly Elder Scrolls Online. I think I had Elder Scrolls Online on there, The Witcher 3, uh, Darkest Dungeon, and Shadow of Mordor, yeah. Um, It was overwhelmingly, like, there were, like, 30 votes, and it was, like, 80% ESO, so I was like, sweet. All right. Um, Had a lot of people watching, which was really cool. Uh, but I had some really good conversations that night with uh, Sword and Keyboard and KT Gaming. They were both there, so I want to give a shout-out to those guys keeping me company the entire time. Uh, I believe I talked KT into actually buying the game because he wasn't sure about it, so he was asking me all these questions. So that Very was nice. exciting. Uh, Sword and Keyboard, great, great guy. Just chatting with me the entire time. It was a lot of fun. Um, then, of course, we streamed the Rothgar night, which was really cool because we actually had, again, a good number of people in, in chat. And uh, one of the people in there, um, Wilbur, I can't remember the number now, 
in the in the chat who's asking us questions and since we were all in team speak and it went through the stream i was just asking what he was asking in chat to everyone we were running with to see what they were going to say um and of course uh mitchell who's in chat right now hey mitchell uh he's been doing pretty much every time i go live he's like on his on his cellular device just to watch so i really appreciate that um so a lot of people have been watching me stream since i've been here it's been really cool like it's just been really cool to be able to and everyone who comes on chats it's a good time um but i finally got to see the lag in cyrodiil um and it's pretty bad like bad i I know it's always (laughs) been bad but i don't really play cyrodiil that often and before i was on my dsl connection so i was pretty much bad lag anywhere but now i have like 150 meg down like i have good internet now uh, my ping is never that high. I think in 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 the biggest cities, it's at like at 100, which is what was considered a super good day for me when I was at my house because I was sitting anywhere between 150 and 300. That was average. Um, but when I'm out and about, like outside of a town where there's lots of people, it, it goes down to like 30 milliseconds. Cyrodiil was 300 to 500 at all times. <laughs> and it's just like... I couldn't believe it. I was like, you know, I mean, I know people complained about the lag before, but I've not really experienced it until playing on Azure Star at 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday was just, it was so bad. Cyrodiil's nice for me, and it always, it always seems all nice and pretty until somebody runs into my screen view. You know, a handful of guys running, all of a sudden everything's getting all choppy, and I'm like, oh, no. I just let go of my keyboard and my mouse, and I go, well, go ahead and kill me, guys. Just just make it I can't, quick. I can't, I can't run. I can't do anything. Right. Thanks, lag. Yeah, it's pretty awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... It, it is bad, so I really do feel bad for PvP players right now, because it, it's... It was not enjoyable, and I wasn't really enjoying myself anyway because my build is not set for PvP. Oh, and that reminds me. I actually also wanted to give a special shout-out to Joel. Um, he sent me uh, an email like I requested last week for a PvP build, um, sent me a, um, one that he thought I could use. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for sending that to me. Um, I actually am going to try it out and and see what I can do. Um, I, I think I need to play with my attributes a little bit. Because I was even saying on the stream, my attributes are all set up for um, PvE. So it's very low health because you're going for the ultimate damage here. You, If you're doing PvE right, you're not taking damage. You only need about 18 to 20k health, depending. Maybe in the newer stuff it's like 20k to survive some of the unavoidable attacks. But if you're doing everything right, you're not getting hit. Right, so you want to focus as much damage as possible. So when I'm in Cyrodiil with the Battle Spirit, I'm only getting like 25k health. I feel like everyone else is sitting at like 35 and 40k. Like the health pools are so much higher on other people than on me because I'm I'm so focused on damage, not so much survivability. Yeah, definitely. So I go down really fast because I have half the health of what these other people have, it feels like. I, I don't know for sure, but I'm sure PvP players would tell me, yeah, your health is low uh, for, for this type of gameplay. Um, and I know it is because I die way too quick. Um, 
So if I'm running with the group, it's it's okay as long as I'm not focused. And I mean, really, I'm in there to farm some uh, alliance points to get caltrops and vigor because I want both of those for when I start doing my vet maelstrom because I think both of those will help a lot. Um, I'm still rocking the 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 build with. Um, why am I drawing a blank here, Avi? Help me out. Uh, the only ability they use in PvP, Wrecking Blow. <laughs> As wrecking I'm Blow. Swinging. Okay, that's what you're talking about. Uh, wrecking Blow, which it, I feel like I'm doing a lot of damage, but I'm really missing the AoE cone from Biting Jabs. I feel that pretty heavily. Um, but I need to farm a few more skill points, and then I'm going to. Then I'll have my full bow and my uh, dual wheel bar, so I should be okay. Like, that's the idea. Two-handed bow and dual-wield have all three, so that way I can... um, For fights where I need a bow, I'll have a bow. Um, But if I can avoid it, then dual-wield may be where I go for AoE and two-handed for uh, solo. So that's probably what I'm going to do. I just need to get, like, an additional mm, 10 skill points would probably do it. 15 to be safe, but... Which, I I'm, I mean, I'm only in Kenarthi's route, which is the other part of what I've done. Uh, last night I got to play with Ace for a few hours, and we got to play in Kenarthi's Roost. Um, I love the Mayomir, the the Sea Elves. They're awesome. Kenarthi's Roost is pretty awesome. Uh, how, far, how far did you get in the story in that? Um, I'm up to the town of Mistral. Now, I kind of went... You know how the island kind of does this, like, almost like a heart shape? Yeah. We went up the... If, if you're looking at it from the bottom, we went up the left side, so we um, uh, did the one... T- or we went up the beach and saved all the marines and, and stopped the Mayomir from summoning a hurricane. Right, um, right. Would you stop it? Stop biting my mic. Mwah! Kiss her on the face. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, take that. Kiss you on the face. Yeah, kiss attack. Well, if you if you're just getting the mistral over to that town is, you probably don't know too much about, or you probably know decent about the main story that happens there. But man, one of my favorite quests in the game. Really? Easily. With, with the have you met the green lady? I have met the green lady and the Sylvanar. Have you? Can you say anything about them that's happening? I don't want to spoil anything for you, so I don't want to... Let me, let me, we went up. We also did the quest that uh, cured the great tree from the Kwama that were underneath. Yes. Okay, so we did that. Now we're in Mistrum. We literally just met the <clears throat> one of the noblemen outside, and he was complaining about the Sylvanar wanting to, um, to stop it, Khajiit, to uh, do a treaty or wanting to resolve this treaty with the Malamir and the people of Canarthi's Roost, and neither side wants to give the treaty. So that's where we're at. You go to both of them, they say, no, screw you. Uh, and then they want to set, they send us off to a tavern of some type, and that's where we left off last night. So we're not okay. that far. It's, a, it's, a, it's about to get really good. Okay. Cause it's about to get good. I, you know, I talked to everyone in the town. So I'm walking around talking to her. I met the green lady. She seems kind of like a bitch. <laughs> Dude, I, I love her. I you do? Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I think she's awesome. 
Oh, the AD story is really good. I, I can't lie. You know, as much as I dislike the Dominion, man, the story is so good. I, all the way all the way through. I mean, it, what you're seeing right now carries out all the way through the end zone. Well, but, it, the the so. people kind of well, it's the same thing with Ebonheart Pact. The people you meet on Bleak Rock, uh, face it, the the one lady, the Earth Turner lady, Ayla. Earth Turner, yeah, yeah, turns out to be like dark. I don't want to yeah. spoil it for anyone who's not played it, but you meet her at the beginning. Something happens to her, and throughout the story, you keep seeing her. You keep seeing cryptic messages that you don't really know what they're about, and by the end, you're like, "Oh my, yeah!" So I'm excited about that. Uh, Mitchell and Chat, how how good is the bow? Uh, to be honest, if I can get away as a stamina with dual wield, I'll get away with a stamina with dual wield with flying bow or flying dagger. That his flying dagger hits like a truck. Like, it really does. It's like a truck. The hardest thing with dual wield for range is you're not getting light attacks in if you're standing at range the entire time. So you're losing out on ultimate gain. So you're you're effectively losing DPS doing that. But it's not bad for short burst. I really only picked up the bow again because I started having enough skill points and I wanted a way of... Being able to do those fights that don't don't play well in range, such as veteran um, uh, City of Ash, the the world on fire thing, where you have to like kill the guy after reading the frigid tome or whatever it is. There's one point where you pretty much have to stay ranged, and I'm not doing enough DPS with just flying dagger because I'm not building ultimate or anything like that. Um, and because I'm not Magicka, Blazing Shards only do so much damage because I'm not specced into the right Champion Point Constellation. There's there's a lot of different factors that, because I have to be at range for more than just a split second, like between running between stuff, that it just doesn't work. So, now I have three. I don't really like the bow. Like I, Some people use it pretty well and feel like they get good damage, but I just don't think it competes with everything else. That's why so few builds actually use a bow, except for in PvP, perhaps. Um, but that's about it. Yeah, I never use the bow. <laughs> always go dagger. Always go daggers. Dagger, dagger. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. running great sword and two daggers. That's my yeah. primary build, um, and that's what works for me. Um, I believe that's what Avi the Optimist has. I, I haven't played Stamina in so long. It's, yeah. it's been a good while for me it's ever since I switched to Magic. So Yeah, it's the bow for me is honestly just for those fights that you can't get away without it. Dagger, yeah. dagger. Is, and it just works. Like, you can't beat Steel Tornado in terms of AoE. So it's Definitely not. Quick Cloak, Flying Dagger. Like, there's... It, you just... You can't. The AoE is just too good. And that's kind of what I use daggers for. Um, one final note before we end this week is while you're in Canarthi's Roost, one of the funniest things, it's just an NPC. She's standing by a cage. It's a Khajiit female standing by a cage. <laughs> I was cracking up. She's up there talking about, you come see the most hideous creature you've ever seen. Stare at its cold, wet nose and feel the dread of a thousand darkness upon thy soul. All the way from the darkest reaches of Glen Umbra, 
the dreaded dog. And there's just like a dog in a cage. <laughs> He's just standing there like, what? <laughs> and all the Khajiit that are around like, oh! <laughs> it's just cracks uh, it's hilarious. It's that little flavor stuff that's really neat to see. It just she goes on and on about how dreaded this creature is from the bowels of hell. It's just this like dog sitting in a cage. Like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> One of those little things that makes the world feel so alive, you know? Because it's like, oh, all the way in elsewhere, they don't really have dogs, so right. they only hear about it, read about it in books, and you know, they have to be- kind of believe what they hear, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really funny little thing that they added in the game. I really like that. Yeah, I do too. Well, Avi, I think that's kind of the end of our of our show. That's everything. Yeah, it's a so, good show. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts where people can follow you? Things like that. Yeah, of course. You can find me on. Uh, let's see, on the Twitter. On the video games. No, you can find me on street on uh, ESO at AviOptimal, A-V-I-O-P-T-I-M-A-L. Also on the PlayStation Network, on Twitter, pretty much anywhere on the internet you can find me. You know, it was a very great episode. I'm way too stoked for the heist and for Thieves Guild as a whole. There's going to be so much more content coming to this game that's right up my alley. So uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the future of ESO for sure. Absolutely. Um uh, anywhere like Twitter, all those fun places in game. Yeah, everything's at Avi Optimal. A V I O P T I M A L. You know, I, I don't, I don't get too confusing for people. So there you go. Keep it simple. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Jellos A G G E L O S underscore W O F. You can follow me in game at Jellos on the North American Mega Server because that's where I play on the PC side of things. Because that's what I like to do because I'm a PC player. You can, of course, follow the show on Twitter at Tales of Tamriel or the whole network at Dungeon Crawl Net. Follow us on our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, where we've got podcasts, uh, guides for ESO, all sorts of stuff. There's a comic strip on there, lots of fun stuff. Check it out, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, and, of course, YouTube.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel, and we really hope to see you next week. Have a good night, everybody. A serpent lights the ancient sky A bread of tainted stars Evil stirs and Wake the souls of mortal sway and so.
So. 